0: BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services and in partnership with
1: Beast OCR. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related, running, endurance, conditioning, wrecking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey, everybody. It's Mike here with BeastNet. And on this episode, I have with me Erica Bogan. Um, Erica, tell us a little bit about you.
0: Hi. So um, I am an adaptive athlete. I'm based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, um, I'm a paraplegic. I have been a uh, paraplegic for almost 18 years. It'll be 18 years in January of 2020, and um,
1: okay.
0: I started doing CrossFit and competing in CrossFit about three years ago, and then this year just fell into OCR uh, community when I did my first Spartan in April, and... Um, now oh, wow. I am at. I see I have five medals now under my belt. All of them being Spartans, except for one, which was a Scenic uh, City Mud Run. So I nice. have uh, one more medal actually to have my first trifecta. So we'll be doing that in November in Carolina. I'm super excited about that.
1: Oh, which one is that going to be? The Beast your final one, or?
0: Yeah, it'll be the Beast. I've done. Uh, it's so funny. The Beast are always fun. Yeah, I'm super excited about the beast. I started with a super, so which I think was a good thing, because <laughs> when I, I fell mm-hmm. into it, I, I really didn't know what I had signed up for. And so I got a, a good taste of what uh, a Spartan is <laughs> from my, yeah. uh, I guess I got baptized.
1: <laughs> and and also, I hear so many people that do that. Because for like me, my very first Spartan was in 2015, and it was the Montana Beast because oh I don't do word. research very well. So I started <laughs> with a beast without ever, and absolutely before. I think if I had done if I had done a sprint first, because I wasn't in the greatest of shape then. Um, I was working on it, but I wasn't in great shape yet. If I had started with a sprint and it had kicked my butt as bad as that beast I never would have done another one because it would have been like, no, if a sprint's that hard, forget doing the rest. But since I started yeah, with a beast, it's totally like, well, <laughs> I yeah. did the hardest yeah. one, so I might as well do the easier ones. So, you know, right. yeah.
0: And then after, I'm sure after doing a super and a sprint, we're like preschool to you. Oh, <laughs> I, oh yeah. I know for me, after doing, you know, a super first, um, let's see, I did a super first and then I did another super second. And then the very next day, I did a sprint. I did a back to back in the weekend. And um, mm-hmm. it was so funny because I was like thinking to myself, okay, I'm, I'm doing two races in one weekend. So I'm getting the big one out of the way, and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, what if I'm so sore that I can't do the sprint? And it, it actually didn't turn out that way at all. The next day for the sprint, yeah. I was like, oh, this is a breeze. I mean, and it went by. It felt like we were only on the course for maybe an hour compared to <laughs> what we did in the first two supers. So I'm, uh, I'm thankful yeah, I started out with the super.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's one of those, like we've always called it an active recovery is the sprint the next yeah. day. Because I've done a yes. couple where I've done like a beast or a super, and then done the sprint the next day, which, which is is great. Um, I did like last year in Vegas. They did it. Well, they call it Vegas. It's really in Arizona, but um, they did the sprint on Saturday and the super on Sunday.
0: Oh wow! So it was
1: it it was completely That's different because for me it's one of those. Yeah, I've skipped. There's been a couple times, and I, I know it sounds bad where. Something's happened on the bigger race on Saturday where I never did. I didn't do the sprint the second day. Um, it was Montana one year. I tore a, a muscle in my bicep and in my pectoral. Um, I didn't run. I doing the beast, so I didn't do the sprint the next day. So it, it was really weird. But then also to do the sprint first, I'm like, I can't get hurt on the sprint because I need the super <laughs> more than super. I need the sprint. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I needed the right. super for for my trifecta because sprints not sound bad sprints are easy to come by it's the supers and the the beast over here especially on the on the west coast the supers and the beast that we don't get very often we have to travel for those so
0: oh yeah. my god yeah yeah and yeah. super 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 stoked about the boost in november and isn't is the only thing that i'm a little worried about so i don't handle cold very well um, just my yeah. body, from, from having a spinal cord injury, um, scientifically and medically, my body doesn't re- regulate temperature very well. So um, mm-hmm. usually the dunk wall is my nemesis, um, especially my if gift. it's the beginning or middle of the race. Um, because after that, it, it's usually, so. even during the hot months, once you get into that dunk wall, I mean, it's cold when you get out. <laughs> yeah. And, um I, I usually start kind of shutting down a little bit. So I'm a little bit intimidated by the beast, but at the same time, I'm, like, super excited. I'm, like, I've come this far. I've done this many races. You know, this is what I've been waiting for all year is, is this beast. So I'm yeah. going mentally and physically just really, really prepare for it. Um, but my team is already, you know, getting hand warmers and extra layers of, of different clothes and <laughs> all kinds of stuff, and, um, you know, to prepare me.
1: And sometimes that's the way to do it is you get like a lot of people. What they'll do is if they have an issue or worried about that, they'll bring like a dry bag that Mm -hmm. they can put like a change of clothes in or a warm pair of something they can put over their clothes to try and warm themselves up afterwards. Because I know a lot of people, I don't like the dug ball. I don't like the dug ball just because I don't like my, I don't, and this sounds really stupid. I don't like putting my head under water I can't see and do.
0: No, it doesn't at all, because I have this same exact problem. So for me, it's it's super scary not to be able to open my eyes in that water, but at the same time, I don't want to open my eyes in that water. (laughs) Yeah,
1: because you don't. Oh, and it's one of those, you yeah. know, because it, oh, it, it's one I've seen. I've seen a lot of horror movies. My grandmother was a horror movie fanatic when I was growing up, so I've seen a lot of horror movies. And I'm like, I know what could be in that water. I've seen enough horror right. movies, <laughs> and I can't see well, into it. I but worry about, which,
0: I worry. I worry about what we don't know is in that water. <laughs>
1: yeah, they, that's exactly it. And it's you know, it, in Montana, like three or four years ago, they actually had the dunk wall was in a stream. Which was really oh, cool, my. because it was I'll tell you it was cold as balls, but yeah. I could see through it, it was
0: clean, yeah, it was yeah. clean, and I, I could see say, through because
1: it, it was running water.
0: I think yeah. I would actually enjoy that a little bit better because I wouldn't be as hesitant. There have been times and and with me being an adaptive athlete, you know we get to a we get to an obstacle, and my team will look at me, and they'll like, you know, how do you feel? do you feel up to this one? if not, we can do burpees. And, you know, my, my reply is always, no matter how crazy the obstacle looks is always, no, if, if everybody else has to do it, I have to do it. And, um, but the one wall or the one, the one wall, the one obstacle that I, I hesitate in saying, okay, I have to do it. If everybody else has to do it is the dunk wall. And really only not just because it's Mm -hmm. miserable, but (laughs) only because of what I know it does to my body physically. And I'm like, okay, do I want to finish the race? you know, comfortably and, and, you know, not hypothermic or do I want to do it because everybody else has to. And so a lot of times that's the one obstacle that I will go for burpees instead. I'll do the rolling mud, but I won't get into the dunk wall. (laughs) So again, it's really (laughs) just trying to save myself from hypothermia. And and I get that one. I mean, it's
1: like I said, I don't like that one. So yeah, I get it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one. The rest of them, I mean, I tackle them as, as best I can of course i have I have my team to to rely on, but um, you know I'll do everything as independently as I possibly can as a paraplegic
1: yeah. which
0: is awesome. This last so, um, super that I just did in Atlanta, I actually finally made it to the top of the rope and ring the bell independently and oh, was so super proud of awesome. myself. I couldn't raise my arms above my head for a couple of days afterwards, but <laughs> I rang the bell, and that's but all that matters. So, yeah, I did. I oh, did. That is that's awesome, usually though. one that I have to have some extra help with, just logistically. You know, trying to climb a rope without being able to use your legs at all is is yeah. not an yeah. easy task.
1: <laughs> so I was oh, I'm sure it's not. That. Well, because that's what a lot of people they that. talk about. You know, because I have a problem with the ropes, and everyone always tells me, you know, use the S-hook, use the J-hook. And I'm like, I can't figure mm-hmm. it out. And so most people rely, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that. They I'm rely right. on their legs to be able to climb climb those ropes. So to be able to do it without your legs at all, you know, without them yeah, working, it is amazing.
0: I, I, think, I think more than anything what would intimidate me, and I would kind of psych myself out, I, I think that I had the strength to make it up the rope before, but every time I go up, So I I go, you know, I'm holding to the rope with one hand, and I have to let go with another hand to reach Mm -hmm. up, to to go up a little bit. Before I go up, I go back down first, and it feels as if I'm going to fall because I'm holding all of my body weight with just one arm. And so I would kind of psych myself out, looking down, thinking, okay, I'm going to bust my ass on the ground. (laughs) And I would end up just coming back down the rope, and my my team would have to help me get up. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. this was a... super big achievement for me to finally make it and again I wouldn't have been able to do it with my team. I mean they are they're more than just my legs, they're my biggest cheerleaders. So
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's I mean anybody, I mean having the right team around them can change a race. So I mean in your case, I mean it's you know, they they help a lot. So I mean it's amazing to be able to do that. All right, and now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon, then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. And we're back. How has... How has being a paraplegic changed you? If that may, does that make sense? Does the, the, the way I word yes, that make sense?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So it's kind of funny because people ask me, you know, similar questions quite frequently, and you know, I always reply that becoming a paraplegic actually changed my life for the better. And I know that that's hard for most able-bodied people to wrap their mind around because you're, like, sitting there going, okay, wait a minute. You lost your ability to walk, and you're saying that your life is actually better, that it, it changed your life in a good way. But for me, it really, really did. It kind of um, put things into perspective, and, and made me realize, you know, what really matters most in life. And um, to, to me, walking isn't one of them. It's just a, um, yeah, it's just a, just a technicality. Um, I feel like you know my my life has been tremendously blessed because of becoming a paraplegic. So I was um, injured because of domestic violence, and it was almost eighteen years ago. Be eighteen years in January of twenty twenty. Um, and and mm-hmm. in, in, in the beginning, you know, it it I didn't look at things from the perspective that I look at it now, and and I hated life. I was angry. I was pissed off. Um, I, I I guess being at the hands of somebody else um, was something that was really hard for me to accept, and all I could think of was my life before I got injured, and um, it wasn't until yeah. probably four or five years into my injury that I, I had an epiphany, and that epiphany was to change my response, um, because life really wasn't as bad as I was making it out to be. Yes, I, I couldn't walk. Yes, I kind of lost some of my identity, right, you know, from from losing my ability yeah. to walk, Um And things were physically a little bit harder. You know, I I had to learn how to do everything. Um, Even something as simple as making a bed would take me 30 minutes, and it was frustrating. Um, But I I, I realized as as time went on that those things got easier and easier, and they became more natural. And um, even though I was doing things differently than what I was used to do, how I was used to doing them. It became a new habit and a new way of of life and a new way of doing things. And I have been blessed with so many amazing opportunities uh, that I probably wouldn't have otherwise been blessed with because I was paralyzed. Um, And partially, you know, it it gave me, uh, like I said, a different perspective on life. It gave me a different Mm -hmm. drive. Um, when something was presented to me, like, you know, doing a Spartan race, when I was able-bodied, I would have probably laughed at somebody and been like, I'm not going to go play in the mud in the woods. like, are you kidding me? Like, that's not fun. (laughs) And, and and I wouldn't have did it, but because it was so outside of the box for somebody, um, who is a paraplegic to do those things, it pushed me to do it because I have made my life all about changing people's perspective about life. And again, about what really matters. And um, I think even more importantly, um, you know, my message to people when I speak, because I'm also a motivator, um, is, mm-hmm. is how to change the response to what's happening in life. Because shit happens to all of us all the time. Um, it, it's a normal yeah. thing. Whether you, whether you're walking, whether you're wheeling, whether you know whatever it is, we like shit happens. Um, but if we learn to change our response to what's happening, it changes our entire world. And I think that's exactly what happened with me. Um, But it was a choice. I chose to change my response. I chose to stop concentrating on the negatives and looking at the positives, even if it was I just woke up this morning or I was able to make my bed in 10 minutes. You know, it was the little things at first that mattered the most. I remember the very first time I was able to go to the grocery store totally independently with just me and my kids by myself and buy groceries for my house by myself. Like I, I got into the parking lot after I had the kids packed in the car, the groceries loaded in the car and me and my wheelchair in the car, I literally started crying. And, you know, I remember my kids were like, mom, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. I'm just so happy. I'm so happy that I was able to take you guys and go get groceries all by myself, you know, and they're looking at me like I'm crazy because <laughs> they don't quite understand. But it, it was really the little things. And, um, the more and more I concentrated on those positives, because, I firmly believe with everything in life, with every negative, there's also a positive. And um, again, I chose to to see the positive. And the more and more I did that, it it literally formed a habit in my brain. And um, it just gave me a a whole different outlook on on my life and how truly blessed I am. You know, now I, I have people all the time that ask me with you know, the new medical technology and advances in science with, you know, stem cell research and spinal cords, you know, would, would I ever be interested in, in doing it? If I was ever picked, Why would I be a candidate to receive stem cells and possibly walk again? And I always say no. Um, which also stumps people, and they're like, "What do you mean you don't want to walk?" And I'm like, "Not really. I think walking's overrated. There's <laughs> there's way too many perks to be in a wheelchair." Um, but that's just yeah. my that's my perspective, and it's it's something that I've chosen, um, yeah, wholeheartedly to to believe and to live by.
1: That's awesome. I mean, I mean, it is. <laughs> I mean, it a lot, it, but it was amazing. I mean, it's. I, I'm a firm believer on perspective. Um yeah. you, you you know, the the saying perspective is reality. Mm. I don't think a lot of people really understand that thing until they listen to what you just said. I mean yeah. you took a reality that most people would I mean, probably spend their lives in a depression because of okay. and turned it into change your perspective about it and said you know you know th- this isn't <laughs> this isn't how I started but this isn't going to yeah. change my st- it's going to change my story but I still got to write it
0: absolutely and you know and the biggest you, reason that yeah. I I did it with my kids you know I I realized yeah. one day like I said I woke up and I'm like oh my gosh I have three beautiful little girls that are watching me and I am their model and if I sit here mm-hmm. and allow myself to be to be defeated by my body and my situation, then that's what they're going to learn. That the first bad thing that happens yeah. in their life, they're going to lay, lay down, roll over, and be defeated. And I can't do that. You know, I have to I have to keep going and make something out of this. And um, you know, even even with doing Spartans and cross and all the crazy stuff that I do, people all the time always assume automatically that I'm doing it because I'm a paraplegic and because i'm trying to um you know make a name for myself being a paraplegic that does all of these things out there outside the box and it's really not why um more than anything it's my hope is that i'm changing other people's perceptions of their lives and about the obstacles that they may be facing in life and not to give up to to overcome those by any means necessary and keep going you know i um i live with ptsd i have a, a pretty crazy case of complex PTSD just from everything that happened. And uh, yeah. that was, you know, another, another part of, of my whole being that I also had to change. You know, I had to realize that um, I couldn't let that stop me from life. I couldn't just stay in bed because I was depressed and was scared to leave or, you know, I, I, I couldn't do that. I had three very important people watching me at all times. And the only thing that I could do was work on myself. And once I worked on myself and once I got myself into a good place of full acceptance and, and choosing to be happy, no matter the circumstance, then I started working on the world around me and changing other people's perceptions, like I said, about things that they may be facing in their life. And every time I see that I've encouraged somebody or I've empowered them or, you know, inspired them to push past their limits. It just kind of reminds me, like, all right, I'm glad I showed up. You know, I'm I'm glad that I kept going. I'm glad I made that choice to totally, fully embrace life, um, no matter what was kind of working against me.
1: Yeah, and like I said, that's awesome. It's, it honestly reminds me that I used to work with a gentleman who was in a wheelchair. And I asked him one day, because we'd we'd go places together, and he had, you know, a beautiful truck that he'd, made, had a, altered so he could drive it. He would okay. never park in a handicapped spot ever. And I asked him one day, I'm like, why? And he looks right at me and he's like, and it was, I remember perfectly looked right at me because I did this to myself. He's like there's wow. people there that deserve those spots. Because something happened to them, they were born with issues or they've gotten older, they've had issues. He's like, I did this to myself. He's like, I chose to drink and then drive. And when I did that, I made a mistake. I was in a car accident and I put myself in this chair. So I leave those spots for people who need them. And it just, it was a completely different perspective Um, to me. yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I do that too, but mine for different reasons. I, yes, I'm in a wheelchair and, you know, I can't walk and, um, but I know that physically I'm perfectly capable of rolling a little bit further (laughs) into the store. If anything, I think I have an easier parking further away because I am on wheels. Um, and, and I know that there are so many other people that need those spots way more than I do. Um, and there are times when I need it, depending on what vehicle I'm in. Um, so I have a vehicle that does yeah. have a ramp, and when I'm in that one, obviously I need it because I need that ramp space. But um, yeah, yeah, wow, that's I, I've just never heard a, perspe- a perspective like that. That's, that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, and it was. I mean, it really, uh, you know. And I mean, I was oh, I was maybe in my early twenties when this happened, mm-hmm. and it just I I think it changed my entire perspective on it of that. I mean, just the way to look at things, like you said, I mean, it's like, you know, you, you are, you know, do not have use of your legs, but that doesn't mean your life is old over. It's your perspective to say, okay, well, I just have to find a new way of doing it. It's like the whole Spartan thing. It is an yep. obstacle put in front of you, how do you get past it?
0: You figure it out. Yeah. You figure it out. You know, and I think that life yeah. is the same. That's one of the reasons that, um, you know, I, I did my, my, my first Spartan race and became a, an OCR addict. <laughs> um, it, it was really because of the obstacles, you know, and, and I, I look at life in the same way that I look at a Spartan race. Um, and it, it's funny because I'll see, you know, I roll around in a world every day that's not built for me. So there's, there's barriers all over the place.
1: Um, and most of
0: the time I'm by myself now, you know, 17 years ago when I was first injured, I would have been like, Oh, there's no, you know, there's no accessible ramp for me to get in this place. So I'm just going to get back in my car and I'm going to go back home. And now I see it as an obstacle that I know I can get over, um, because I get over so many that look impossible during the Spartan race. And so there's so many things that, you know, Spartan has, has. Brought into my life and enriched my life in so many ways, and really just made me even stronger and more open-minded to what I know that I can physically and mentally get
1: through. Yeah, which is which is awesome. Like I said, I'm—I'll be honest. I'm complete awe of your perspective and all of that. I mean, it's in a. And I don't know how to say this in a, in a nice, politically correct way, but in a time when there are so many people that are looking for any excuse they can yeah. to not do something or for people to make change excuse. things, yeah, make excuses or change things to make things easier for them, to hear somebody that's like, you know, I'm not going to wait for someone to make it easier for me. I'm just going to do it.
0: I'm going to figure it, it out. It's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's just... You know, I, I really, oh. I couldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to, you know, do any of these things, though, without without my team. And um, the team that I run with is actually, um it's an organization. It's a nonprofit.
1: I was going to ask you about was... them.
0: Uh-huh. It's so you beat me to it. Hard. I was going to ask you about them. I beat you to it. Um, it's called More it beat me too, <laughs> yeah. And it actually um, was formed well before I ever even thought of doing a Spartan or even knew what a Spartan race was um, in 2013, right after the Boston bombing, I believe. And um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was formed to help people with you know, not just visible scars like I have. I mean, you look at me and you can tell I have a scar. I'm sitting in a wheelchair. But also to help people with their invisible scars, their mental or emotional scars. Um, And and to learn how to um, realize that they can live beyond those scars. And, um, you know, they're just a beautiful, beautiful organization and group of people who have helped so many Spartan para-athletes um, you know, be able to get through these races and, and you know, enrich their lives from being able to push past their limits and, and get through these brutal races. Um, it's actually funny because the chair that I ride in, um, my race chair, is mm-hmm. the same chair that was built for Joe Decina when he did um, his race in a wheelchair to see what it would be like for a para-athlete to run a Spartan. So I actually sit in Jody's oh. chair, which is pretty cool. Um,
1: That is pretty cool. Hopefully
0: getting another chair really soon built for me. That's actually built specifically custom for me. um, Just because it's a lot lighter and I'm, I'm an itty bitty little thing. I only weigh a little over 98 pounds. So um, that chair that I ride in is, is way too big, but it it works and it's (laughs) such a blessing. Um, But yeah, you know, more hearts and scars has, has changed my life. Um, You know, just, like I said, the first race, I, I just remember how brutal it was, and the the very last obstacle I had to get over was the big A-frame, and um, mm-hmm. my arms were jello, and I was shaking, and I was mentally, you know, and emotionally exhausted. I was in pain, and I remember I got to the top of the A-frame, and I my arms were shaking so bad, and I just started breaking down and crying. And um, Rob Lyde, actually one of the announcers for Spartan climbed up to the top of that a-frame with the rest of my team and he was like all right look at me he's like we're gonna we're gonna get you from this i just need you to get over the top over the peak of the obstacle and i was crying and i was i was just saying like i can't do this i can't do this and um looked at me and he's like you can do this and you will do this and looked at one of my teammates and um, his name is joey and joey's like we're going to do this because we're going to help you do this. You've made it this far. And I just remember, and you can see a video that was actually made of my first race. You can see me mouthing, I've got this. I've got to make it to the finish line. I've got this. And I don't know where it came from, but all of a sudden I, I started moving up over it. And I remember putting my one arm around Rob and one arm around Joey and um, then just carrying me down to the bottom of the thing. And I was crying ugly tears. I was ugly crying. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> was was... Um, but the, I was crying not, not just out of, you know, the pain and the exhaustion. And it was also the, the joy and this, this sense of accomplishment. And they like, I did that. I did this. I just conquered something. I mean, it took us nine hours, Mike, <laughs> to finish my yeah. first super. It was brutal it was brutal and um, it had rained like the days two days before so the course was just a mess um, people were losing their shoes I mean it was it was it was brutal it was crazy but when we once we got to that the the fire jump and jumped over that fire and I realized what we had just accomplished like I said I, I became an addict <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess it's a good thing to be addicted to
1: it is, it, it is, and, uh, yeah, I know I've, yeah, the lo- the first Spartan I did, I finished, I'm like, I'm never doing this again, this is stupid, and then was like, <laughs> but I volunteered, and I have two free races, so I should probably use them, and that was uh-huh. uh, 2000, 2015, and I'll be finishing, I think, I think when I finish Central Cal for my 3 times trifecta this year, it'll be race 35 in Spartan that I've done. Wow, that's so awesome!
0: Yeah, I'm hoping to get like two. I want to get as many as I can under my belt. You know, this is my first year doing it. I've got five, and uh,
1: which is amazing. I mean, my first year I did three. So, but I mean, it just and it just you start finding ways to volunteer, get for races, how to get to the other ones. You know, where do you live? Are you on the East Coast? I live in Charlotte.
0: I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: Okay. I've been to Charlotte. It's a nice Um, place. It is. um, Yeah, so we're on the West Coast.
0: Where you what? I said that that was my first race was the one here in Charlotte. Oh, nice. It's relatively flat Yeah, see, being over here on
1: the – it's what I've heard over there. Being here on the West Coast, we get a lot of the mountain races. And, I mean, Montana is one. I think one year there was almost 6,000 feet of elevation gain. I mean, it's hill after hill. It's completely insanity. So <laughs> you should definitely wow. come to the West this Coast so and difficult.
0: play with us over here. Well, I really, really, really want to do Tahoe. That's like one of like my dream courses to do is Tahoe, um, and I really would like to try. And, and I don't know. I think after this year, they're not doing the Para Championships anymore. Um, but if they can, which I don't be understand why. That,
1: but...
0: I mean, me neither. Me neither. But that one, I think, is in—is uh, it Nevada?
1: I think so. I think it was, yeah, in Laughlin.
0: I believe that was another one that I really, really would like to do. Um, Because I'm all about the climbing in the mountains. So that's like my new crazy addiction is climbing You
1: would definitely like Montana.
0: Oh, see, and I love Montana anyway. It's one of my favorite states. It's just a beautiful, beautiful state. Oh, and it's gorgeous. um, Yeah, oh, I can only imagine. I mean, all of these courses are so beautiful. I've even seen, you know, pictures of Vermont, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I would kill to go on that course. This is so beautiful.
1: Um, I would just say don't do Seattle in April.
0: If you have problems with cold, don't do not do Seattle. Wet and muddy and nasty.
1: Oh, in April, yeah, there's (laughs) video somewhere of a guy swimming through the barbed wire crawl. Because it rained so bad. It was like the bar bark crawl was almost, there was anything, almost oh a foot God. of water underneath it. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, we pretty much yeah. swam that
1: entire course.
0: <laughs> Again, we we remember, we pay to do these things. <laughs> we pay
1: oh,
0: I know. I know. I know when I, I am done, even in CrossFit, you know, there's some days where I, in the middle of a wad, I'm like, I, I'm like, you know, getting my attitude and my train i'm like rolling my eyes on my trainer because she's like 30 more you know and she's like remember you're paying me for this and i'm like yes i know (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm paying to torture me i'm paying you to torture me (laughs) do you like challenges that are fun tough and might use tacos head on over to beastchallenge.com and check out our upcoming events including beast's 5k plus a combination of race and endurance event and the Bucket Mile. Keep an eye on the Beast's OCR Facebook group for event gatherings. For more information, head on over to beastchallenge.com
1: and the Beast's OCR Facebook group. You'll be glad you did.
0: So we yeah. actually, um, I'm super excited. This And this is something that just recently um, came to be um, within like the last week as far as being set in stone. I just mentioned how I have this new um desire to climb anything that I can climb. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um my some of the people on my team, or Hearts and Scars and I, are going to be going to Tanzania in September 2020 in Africa to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Um which I'm like so, so, so super stoked about. And and really more than anything for me, you know, of course I want to make it to the summit and I know that we will um, but yes. it's, to be able to just see the scenery and the country and oh, yeah. to be on the side of a volcano in, in Africa is just, yeah, I'm, I'm so super excited, but I'm, I already know it'll be definitely the biggest climb of my life thus far. Um,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I'm just, I'm super stoked about it. Super stoked. The only thing I'm but worried about. I like is about your. Six...
1: Oh yeah. I've heard that can be bad. But I was going to say what I yeah. like about your your personality and your view on life is you make sure to throw in there, it's going to be the worst climb thus far. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Because, yeah, my story's not over yet. No. It's not over. No. And, um, no. you know, I think that that's one of the biggest gifts that life has given me is, again, that appreciation for every single day and you know not to say that i don't have bad days because i do um but even on my on my worst day i can usually sit back and go you know what i'm glad i'm here and i'm glad i showed up and that i've had these amazing experiences that you know i could have never lived to see but here i am (laughs) here we are (laughs) you know it's truly a blessing It is.
1: It is. It is. is. It's amazing. I mean, and it's, it really shows, I mean, in a time when mental health health is such a huge push right now, is to see Mm -hmm. someone who has that perspective and shows the difference that mental health can be. I mean, someone who has that perspective of, hey, this does suck, but it only sucks because I believe it does. If I believe it doesn't and find ways to make it so it doesn't in my mind that it won't suck so bad. And I know that's not always easy for people, but I mean, it just.
0: That was what I was about to say. Yeah. It takes a lot of work and it literally takes a whole village of people that I have chosen to surround myself with to keep myself in a mental space. You know, it's, something that, um, you know, mental health is a huge, huge thing for me, and a lot of what I do, um, the craziness that I do, is for mental health reasons. Um, You know, I I was talking a little while ago about how, you know, most people think I do things because I'm in a wheelchair, and I'm an adaptive athlete, and that's why I'm doing it, is to show that people in wheelchairs can do it. And it's not. Um, You know, it actually, for whatever reason, beating my body up, um, yeah, just for a lack of better words, it kind of fills my cup back up again, and um yeah. just just reminds me that I showed up and that I accomplished something big, and I accomplished something that yeah. most people who can walk wouldn't attempt
1: yeah. and and that's, and that's one thing I found really- oh, I would say I found a lot of people in the the spartan the o c r community who have had, you know, different backstories, but the same kind of outcome that the Spartan world, the OCR world, and choosing to surround themselves with the correct people changed their entire yeah. perspective, whether it was PTSD because they were ex-military, uh, PTSD yeah. because of domestic violence. Um, I've got one friend who's uh, a uh, recovered drug act, recovering drug addict. Who has mm-hmm. turned her life around and is now a drug addiction counselor and you know uh, races, beautiful. you know run spartan so I mean it's yeah. just amazing to see those perspectives of people that are like, "Hey, everything bad was thrown at me, and now because I changed my perspective, things are better but it's not it's not that it's not just that simple if that's if that makes sense I mean it's changing yeah, your perspective, yeah. but it ta- there's a lot that, that makes that happen
0: yeah. And and a lot of it is the people that we're surrounding ourselves with and, you know, the things that we're entertaining, the things that we're doing. I mean, it's a whole lifestyle shift, you know. Um, It is. I I talk about wellness all the time, and and wellness isn't always just physical wellness. It's mental wellness. It's emotional wellness, spiritual wellness, you know. We are whole beings, and so we have to have all of those different areas of our being to be healthy. And, um, you know, it it is I know for me, it's a constant battle, you know, and there's, like I said, I have bad days and if it wasn't for the village that I've built around me, I, I don't, I don't know if my outcome would have been different, you know, um, it's hard to say, but I, I know when I'm sure surrounded myself with some of the most beautiful people that, you know, um, yeah, were strategically kind of placed right in my path, right when I needed them. And I'm very, very grateful for that. That those, are, those are my people that uh, when I am in a dark space or, I you know, today I don't want to get out of bed. Those are the people I call and they're like, get your ass out of bed, <laughs> you know, and quit having your pity party and let's get up, let's get ready, let's go do something, you know. And um, it always just kind of reminds me, like, I'm alive, I'm here, and I can't take that for granted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's
1: awesome. I do a lot of... <laughs> and one of the things that i did, that i've been lucky enough to be to be blessed to be on is a uh, i'm on a national committee about suicide prevention and construction and i actually do go to conferences and give talks about it and it's one of those huge things to to see that change in mental health and how people are now talking about it and how mental that. health can change everything for a person i mean it's not just the physical i mean you see a lot of these people that have physical ailments that come from their mental health and you fix one, you fix the other. And it's, it's, you know, or not always fix might not be the word, but you, you know, you know what I mean? You help one, you help the other, you know, you, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and the fact that you just, you just really, you know, brought up another thing that I speak a lot about is, you know, we have to be more open, you know, those of us that have come from those dark places and have you know, kind of emerged back into the light again and, you know, we've got to share that knowledge that we've accumulated through our own battles with each other and open up that conversation because Mm -hmm. you never know what somebody's going through. You know, it wasn't until I started being more transparent about the fact that I have PTSD and anxiety and depression and all the crazy stuff that comes with it, you know, it, it wasn't until I started being more open and more transparent about it that I started realizing how many people around me were dealing with the same thing and I had no idea. And just me opening up that, that, that Conversation possibly save some of their lives, it's, you know. And, it's the um, stigma. Yeah, we yeah, all grew up with that sense stigma sense. that you.
1: Yeah, you don't talk about that.
0: And, yeah, and that's and that's something that you know. I'm all too familiar with it, our are stigmas, you know, because there's a huge stigma that goes along with having a disability and, and being a full-time wheelchair mm-hmm. user. People look at my wheelchair and think it's a negative thing. And I'm like, you know, they're always like, gosh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, what are you sorry about? Like, my life is good, you know? Like, and, and, and I have yeah. to explain to people, this wheelchair is not a negative thing. It's not a trophy I got from a tragedy. It's, 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 it's a trophy I got from something that I was blessed with it's a gift it's my wings yeah. it's how i get around it's how i do what i love it's how i follow my dreams and my passions and um you know it's it's not negative at all it's again yeah. it's a technicality it's just how i move around and if anything, I'm a whole lot faster than any walker I can think of, because <laughs> I call you guys walkers and us <laughs> wheelers, and I'm way faster than you probably. So,
1: <laughs> probably. you know, I'm, Not bad.
0: but again, it's, it's all about, it's all about perspective and the way that I've chosen to view it. And, um, you know, I think if, if more people were able to do that and change the dialogue in their head, change that, that voice, that's. That's themselves talking to themselves and, um, look at the positive things and the things that, that we have to be grateful for, because all of us have something to be grateful for. Um, you know, it, again, it changes your whole world. It changes your life. And then in turn, it's like the, um, I don't know, it's like a mirror effect. It kind of happens to the other people that are around you. You know, it's contagious.
1: It is. I think... It is, and I think what it does is it it changes the people around you, or it makes the people around you. They either change, or the people that are around you are different. They're changes. I'm yeah. trying to think how to say that right. Either the, it's different people, or the people change. That's what I was trying to say. You know, it's yeah, the, you. People, if you have that kind of perspective and that kind of attitude, people will be drawn to you, and the people that don't want that perspective in their lives will walk away. They'll be repelled. So it's
0: oh my it's gosh, that what old thing when you throw in
1: the universe, you get.
0: Yes, and attitude is everything. If you walk around and so roll is. around with a shitty attitude, your life is gonna be shitty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's exactly it's the law of the universe. What you put out, just what no you're is gonna it. get. Yeah. You know, I'm a exactly. firm believer in you know what we think what we think creates a reality, our thoughts create a reality. And if you're walking around and oh, yeah. thinking miserable thoughts all the time, you're gonna feel really miserable and life's probably gonna mm-hmm. be really miserable. <laughs> you know, yeah. but we, we all have that choice. We can all choose to, to change that. You know, it's it's just yeah. like forming a new habit. It is forming a new habit. You know, the more you do it, the easier it gets and then it becomes Okay,
1: nature. Oh yeah, which is amazing. I mean, people be good to people. That that it's that yeah, simple. <laughs> <fine. Yeah. laughs> it's one of those things I Absolutely. I always tell people. Wh- whether you're religious or not, the golden rule still stands. You know, treat others yeah. as you would like to be treated. I mean, religion or non religion, that's just a good rule. I mean, <laughs> you know, no, nah. no, nah. yeah, I, I agree. agree I mean, with just, you. all right and now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors does your
0: business need first aid AED, osha flagging or other safety training james safety services is your one-stop shop find them on facebook today at james safety services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs
1: and we're back so i would like to say we are coming up on the one hour mark um, which is usually about where we like to keep the, the 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 episodes. But I did want to, before we got there, um, do you have more info on your team? Um, I just – what they do, to me, sounds amazing. I mean, to work with, you know, para-athletes. You said they work with, men. you know, people that have mental health issues as well. I mean, they just work with people that need that help and that extra push. And, I mean, there's so many people in this world that just – Given that little nudge, and I've seen it where I've seen someone who's done their first spark and that light in their eye when finished, and just seen their entire life change, you know, because all of a sudden they have something, it becomes their addiction and it gets rid of the other ones.
0: Well, and, and for somebody that's differently abled, you know, I, I think I said it a little while ago, I would not have been in a never, in a million years when I first got paralyzed, ever thought that this would be something that I would be able to do. Like, I'd always thought you know, it would be something yeah. that I'd be sitting on the sidelines and watching somebody else do. And so it, it really opens up, you know, a whole avenue for people with disabilities and what they are capable of doing. And um, also being able to accept that it's okay to have help it's okay. Everybody, I I see, I see able-bodied people getting help from, from their team members, you know, during the Spartan, you know, I I like what Spartan says in the very Mm -hmm. beginning, before we start the finish line. And they're like, you know, look to your right, look at the Spartan on your right, which is Spartan on your left. You know, they're not going to leave you. And that's so true. I have people who aren't on our team that help me get through and help my teammates. You know, we're all helping each other. It's, It's a beautiful community. Um, but, you you asked about More Hearts and Scars and absolutely. Um, so More Hearts and Scars is a it's, it's 501c3 it's a nonprofit organization based here out of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find them on the web at moreheartandscars.org. <laughs> um, we are all over social media and it's it's More Hearts and Scars um, on on Facebook and it's at More Hearts and Scars official on Instagram. And uh, you know the, the founders of it, um, which are Zach Papin and um, Wendy Papin, are two of the most beautiful people I've, I've ever met in my life. And um, they have actually incorporated some, a little twist to the whole taking people in wheelchairs through Spartan races. So some of the people on my team are actually teenage boys that have autism and that are on the autism spectrum. And so mm-hmm. it's a really, really cool thing to see, you know, here. They have their own things that hold them back. A lot of times it's sensory stuff, you know, that the feeling yeah. of mud or the feeling of being dirty is something that they just really can't handle. And seeing them go into these Spartan races with the sole purpose of keeping me, the, the wheelchair athletes, safe and watching them push through their own their own scars and, um, their own insecurities and their own battles. It's it's just such a beautiful thing. And, you know, watching us all work together as a team is, yeah, it's, it's even more beautiful. Um, you know, these boys have become a, a huge part of my life. I actually, um, just last weekend when I did the Atlanta super, um, I had to turn around and leave right after the race and drive back to Asheville. Um, North Carolina and, and go to sleep. And the mm-hmm. next morning mm-hmm. I got up and went and did another obstacle course. Um, but it wasn't a race. It's just an obstacle course that's set up at a college in Asheville, um, to do some team building stuff with some of these boys. And, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a, it's an unbelievable organization. I mean, I highly recommend anybody, you know, checking us out on, you know, social media or even visiting the website. um, you know, and we're, we're always looking for sponsors. We're always looking for, um, you know, people to help support the cause so that we can take more adaptive athletes out and bring more of the boys out to the races and, um, you know, just keep opening up that world for so many people because, again, it's, it's not all about the physical disability. Um, you know, we all have those yeah. invisible scars as well. And to be able to help people push past that after they've already gone through something catastrophic in life is... Uh, it's pretty powerful.
1: That is. I mean that's that's amazing to turn both to use both of them to help each other. I mean it's yeah. it's always amazing the human spirit how how I don't want to say easier easy or easier, but how more more likely someone's going to get over their fear to help somebody else. If that makes sense, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. They're like, okay, I'll deal with the texture of the mud and everything else. And I mean anyone who doesn't know someone who's autistic doesn't understand how crippling those texture issues and sometimes sound it's different for each person, how crippling they can be and for them to say, Okay, I'm gonna ignore this so that I can make sure you can get through this and that you're safe. And that's that's awesome. Yeah. Well one of the one of
0: the quotes that more hearts and stars and um uses is by aristotle and it's you know we're the we are more than the sum of our parts and i mean i think that beautifully kind of sums up what more hearts and scars is all about you know each of us have our own scars um but we have more hearts than our scars and so we all go out there with hearts and we help each other and uh, we encourage each other and we end up at the finish line conquering these races actually i'll have um some of those boys will actually be with me on my Beast in November, um, which is part of nice. the reason that we went into the obstacle course on Sunday is to start preparing some of the newer kids that have never done a Spartan before um, for what we're going to encounter at the Beast. And um, just trying yeah. to you know do some team building and learn that, you know, we're all relying on each other.
1: Yeah, you're all in it beautiful together. Beautiful,
0: beautiful thing. And super proud of to be a part of it you know they're they've become a huge part of my life i always joke around i'm like they're stuck with me i'm a i'm a more hearts and <laughs> scars lifer <laughs>
1: that's awesome they're
0: stuck with me forever <sighs> so
1: well if you ever get a race over here on the west coast let me know and i will have to hook up with you and 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 join the more hearts from scars definitely. team to help you get through so
0: definitely we or if i ever to get to the, to the east coast Yes, I was going to say. Or if you come this way, please let me know um, that I I'm already working on getting us what well, we're all collectively working on, and that's that's where the sponsors come in. Um, you know, come into play is you know it, it it takes a lot of funding to be able to yeah. um, you know have the proper equipment that we need, the ropes and the carabiners and all of the stuff we need um, for safety. Um, for the adaptive athletes out on the course as well as the travel costs and feeding everybody. I mean, cause we've, we've got a pretty large team. We've got to have at least six bodies on that course, helping just one athlete. Um, and so yeah. it gets a little costly. So that's one of the things that has kept us from being able to do some of the West Coast stuff. But I know that we're definitely working towards that for 2020 because I've dead set on Tahoe and now Montana.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Montana's amazing.
0: Got to get out there. Yeah, and I actually have another friend who, um, really, really good friend of mine, who actually, um, he had a brain injury, a traumatic brain injury years and years ago, and he started doing Spartans and, you know, became an addict. But he's out in Vegas, so he really wants me to come out that way and do that race. He have some that, you said it's in Arizona, actually, though.
1: You're talking about uh, oh,
0: Tim? Tim Pratt? No, his name is Mike. His name is oh. Mike, actually.
1: Okay. I would say there's another one in Vegas. Yeah, there's a guy in Vegas named Tim Frame who has a traumatic... His was a flesh-eating virus or something, but, yeah, it was... Yeah, he can't remember, like, he can't remember... He has to leave himself notes all the time so he can remember, like, yesterday.
0: His short-term memory. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and he does Spartan races, and he's, yeah, he's, I did an interview with him, I think, about a year and a half ago, and it was amazing, but. Yeah, so amazing.
0: I love meeting. Yeah. I love meeting other adaptive athletes too within the Spartan Circle. Actually, in this this last super, I had two other um, adaptive athletes um, that were both amputee. They had arm amputations um, that just happened to join our team at the last minute, and now they're friends for life. You know, um, that, that oh, did yeah. it with us. It's just really, really cool. It's like, there's nothing like the Spartan community. Oh, and there's not. And I mean,
1: anytime, beautiful people. I have never done a Spartan race so I haven't come, come away with new friends. So, Me neither. And I mean, that's,
0: that's probably what I love the most about it. <laughs> yeah. We, I we come end
1: up with, with new friends. friends
0: that. That learn... Yeah. Yeah. They, and, and some of my closest, closest friends, I literally have just been friends with since April, since my first Spartan. And now I'm just like, God, I can't imagine my life without these people. You know, I mean, we're doing yeah. things outside of races and taking trips together and it's, yeah, it's just an amazing community to be part of.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. So we we are at the, that one hour mark. So what what is one thing you would want to leave the listeners with? I mean one thing you'd want to say to them in closing.
0: The I I'd like to I'd like to say for anybody out there that, you know, hasn't yet done Spartan and um, or any OCR for for that matter. And if on the fence about it, do it, do it. Don't hesitate. Don't think too much into it. Just go do it. I mean, you're, you'll thank me later. It's 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 more a right. story.
1: It is, it is. All right. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I love your story, and uh, I have a feeling I'm gonna want to talk to you again soon, like after after the beach and get to know how that went. Absolutely. So keep
0: in touch. Thank with you for your Absolutely. story.
1: Oh, I will. Your story is inspirational. Yeah, I don't know what else. I feel like inspirational isn't enough of a word, but I can't think of one that's better. So (laughs) thank you again. Thank
0: you for this opportunity. Thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to keeping in touch with you and running a race with you eventually.
1: All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon.
0: Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet Podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you like to hear. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at com.